Dirt and Jerks here on the Comedy Woo! Podcast Yee-hoo! Network. I'm Mark Warzeka. I'm Steve Sears. I'm Breaking L. And we're all comedians living here in Los Angeles, California, who are also professional wrestling fans. And we're here to do the show as usual, but this is a special episode special. of the show. Because later on in the episode, we've got our interview with Eric Watts, star uh, yeah. one of the stars of Tough Enough, WWE's Tough Enough. Big Eric! Which aired on the USA Network. Um, and NWA from Hollywood. Not too long ago. He's also a star of NWA from Hollywood. And as you know, our, our listeners know from... From listening to last the last episode, uh, we recorded the last episode entirely at NWA from Hollywood on which was location. A, yeah, on location, which was a blast. That's an independent uh, local promotion here in Los Angeles, and. We put a bunch of our interviews on that last episode, but a couple we didn't have room for, and we've we've saved them. So we've got one on this episode, a really special one with Eric Watts coming up a little later on. Hidden gems. Yeah. Lots of gems in this one. Uh, but in the meantime, let's talk about the news. And of course, on this show, we don't we do not do a comprehensive rundown of the professional wrestling news. No, not at all, God gentlemen. No. no. We just go through and we pick weird shit that's interesting to us, and we talk about that. Yeah, you know, stuff that uh, really sticks in your craw. Yeah. Or if it's like Steve, he just doesn't look at anything. No, right. it's true. I my eyes are closed right now. <laughs> if I was to open my eyes, I would, oh look at that guy across the street. Oh boy. No, look. He's just we've lost we've lost Steve to ADD. Brett and I both just looked. We did. We did. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There are plenty of us. people across the street. We too. actually really did both just look. <laughs> oh zing. Uh, if somebody was pointing a gun at me, I'd want to know about it. You know what I mean? Well, we should talk about. Bound for Glory, because Steve, you and I had a really uh, magical Bound for Glory experience. An exciting, magical experience. We did. Well, as as people may know, TNA decided to show Bound for Glory in some movie theaters across the country. And this is a big country of ours, Do Mark. Do you think that that was in <laughs> yeah, response to our request that they actually do... A live event here in Los Angeles. Well, because you were complaining that they're not—they don't come back to Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. they're going to hit the West Coast pretty soon, but yeah. they decided to not do any dates in LA, which I completely don't what, understand. What, what, what do we call that? The California Impact or the California, California Swing? California Pact? California okay. Explosion? We had a great name for it. Something about California, like California Rapes. I thought so. Uh, anyway, the California Raisins. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it was the Sam Cooke song. The Grapes of Wrath? Yeah, the Grapes of Wrath. That was what we called our promotion to get TNA to have more live events in on the West Coast was the Grapes of Wrath. This is sort of how I feel watching uh, TNA every week. I feel like a character in the Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> just slowly going mad as the world crumbles around me and I can't make sense of anything. Well, how did you feel? Because we went to uh, Chinese theater, the Grauman's yeah, theater. They actually showed it at Grauman's Chinese theater, the world famous Chinese theater on Hollywood Boulevard, where they've had all the movie premieres for decades. And even though we're huge wrestling fans and keep up on this stuff and look for shit like this, somehow we had not heard that this was happening. It was under the radar. Until literally the day of Bomb for Glory and found out that it was going on. And uh, apparently not a, lot, uh, not a lot of other people knew either. But the people that were – it was funny because we paid the 15 bucks to get in. Yeah. They showed it in crystal clear HD. It on looked a huge awesome. screen. It, it looked, looked really cool. Yeah. But as soon as we walked in, everybody was like – they like as we were walking in – it, everyone was quiet as field mice. Like no one was like making any noise at all for watching a pay per view in a Did movie theater. Did you get theater. beers in there? No, you no. could get them in there. You couldn't get them there. <laughs> oh well, because not Mark legally. I, yeah. Mark and I went to pay per views in Detroit where they would play them at uh, the 
It was theater called the, in Novi. I think it was called the Imagine Theater in yeah. Novi. And, but you could get beers. You could buy, you know order beers from a bar, take them in there, and that, those were always a lot of people were in there, and they were rowdy. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was. T- I was saying to Steve when we went to Grauman's the other day was that when we would go back in Michigan and watch those shows in the movie theater, it was a theater where you can buy beers and alcohol and bring it in. Also, they left all the lights up in the yeah, theater. Yeah. And everybody was just rowdy and could see each other. It was crazy. But we went into when we went into Grauman's to watch Bound for Glory. There was it was there, very timid. It was real timid. There were maybe like 20, 30 people in the theater, and they were quiet at the beginning, as if we were watching a real movie. And it was dark in there. Yeah, and it was and people like, were quiet, and we immediately we sat down. We couldn't stop talking. Because they're like, well, watch the pay-per-view in a Was movie there a theater. lot of confused faces that they thought they were going to see a bondage porn? <laughs> Bound for glory. Yeah. <laughs> it's really an uplifting one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, it looked fantastic on the big screen. And fans did get into it. Like, yeah, I think it, it, started, it took a little time for them to warm up. I like to think that we started that fire. I, I would like to think so, too. Because yeah. it was pretty quiet. And then we started cheering and acting crazy. Yeah, and we cheered. We When the pay-per-view started, we clapped. Yeah, And then other people started as well. Yeah. And I think we started a revolution, basically. Yeah, no, we started a revolution for pay-per-view. We occupied Grauman's yeah, Theater. Yeah, we occupied. You heard it here first. Curtain Jerks occupied Grauman's Theater. We are the 99%. Yeah, we are the what, 99%. Uh, what side did you guys support? Were you guys Mortar or Mortal or Fortune? Uh, I, don't, I don't even care about either one of those things. Okay. I, Steve? I, I, no I think I would have to go with uh, Fortune on What that. did it seem like the crowd was? Who, who was the crowd? Well, they didn't know either. Okay. That was definitely obvious. I think uh, one thing that was really sort of difficult to deal with was any of the backstage segments. Seeing it on the big screen like that yeah. was absolutely jarring. It really <laughs> made you think, like, wow, they just should not be doing backstage. Like, they should just edit those out for when they're what showing What do you mean? Because the, everyone was so huge on the big screen? Everyone was yeah. so Like, the huge. size of it overwhelmed you, Steve? You know how, like, all those, like, whenever you're watching one of these shows on TV, like, sort of you're, you're forgiving, you're an apologist for these shows, because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's a backstage segment. I mean, they're, it's not going to be great. It's not going to be Oscar winning by any means. But when you see it in the theater, there's just details everywhere because it's high definition and you just can't like I kept getting distracted because it was so it, Samoa oh. Joe does not look to be in any better shape on a big screen than he is on a regular TV <laughs> no, he well he's just as fast if not faster how about Abyss <laughs> oh you did see Abyss for a little bit he, they had a really there was a brief glimpse of Abyss peering out of a curtain or something yeah like okay. at the ring sort of <laughs> no in our theater that dude yeah. showed up yeah he was promoting he was promoting <laughs> he was <laughs> DNA man, you get that personal connection with the wrestlers. Yeah. He One was wrestler just, at every. He was theater in our theater. He was bleeding. Yeah, this was awkward. He bled into my popcorn. Yeah. End of the show, he threw a bunch of tacks down on the floor of the theater, and he he, he was offering those uh, sidewalk slams. Yeah. yeah. He said, "Anybody, I'll sidewalk slam you." Yeah. And then Booker T jumped in and said, "Sidewalk slam." <laughs> Look at that right there. <laughs> So yeah, we saw weirdly we saw Bound for Glory in the world famous Grauman's Chinese Theater. But I recommend it if you get a chance to see it in the theater. Any wrestling on a big screen is fantastic. Yeah, that it was is. Fun. I mean, I I couldn't go with you guys this time because I had to work. If but... you cannot go to a live event where two men fight each other in some sort of barbed wire cage with dogs barking and police with batons hitting their shields and torches everywhere, if you can't do that, go to a movie theater and watch wrestling if they're showing it. And you know, of course, uh, the the not the main event, but the uh, the semi main event, I guess, was um, 
uh, Hulk Hogan yeah. and Sting. Versus and Sting. This is a match that had been built up for a very long time. At least two weeks. We didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> we didn't know if Hulk Hogan was really going to wrestle. Um, yeah. He did various radio interviews during the week before the show and said he wasn't going to take any bumps in the match. Can't. You know, he can't take these bumps anymore. He did, though. He yeah. took three bumps. But also to say that's a confident man saying, hey, I'm not going to take any bumps because I'm going to kick this guy's ass. There right. you go. Yeah. Right, right. That's right. what I think. <laughs> and, uh, of course, he didn't do the leg drop. He cannot do the leg drop. Nope. No, that would, it shoot, made him that would shoot his spine yeah. out of the top of his head. Wouldn't it? He yeah. went from, what, 6'6 six, six to 5'8 from doing 30 years of leg drops. Wow. <laughs> if That long, hour-long interview he did before, he said it actually made him shorter. Doing leg drops for 30 years. And this is the first time we'd seen the Hulkster without a uh, bandana on his head in a very long time. and um, It was jarring. It, it was, was jarring. He, high definition. I mean, high definition, 30-foot bald spot was in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> he, I don't even think you could call that a bald spot anymore. He's I mean, just, he's just bald, straight up man. bald. He's I mean, a, that's like Ben Franklin bald. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He needs those he needs those rectangle glasses. Yeah, yeah. That would be a great He's nice balder great than he was. Like he was mm-hmm. always bald. Yeah. But now he's like he's only got that little bit of hair hanging down. Well, he's got the he's got the scientist with the crown. Extensions. He's got like the Caesar crown that just like the wreath that just goes right behind the ears. If you guys connect. ever really paid attention to my uh, uh classic wrestling superstars uh action figure collection that I have. I yeah. have nine Hulk Hogan's. Okay. And at various points in his career. Okay. Uh, so the earlier ones, his hair's pretty full. But if it goes into the more current <laughs> ones, he's progressively losing his hair more and more, even on the figures. So on <laughs> some of them, his head is technically bald, but they still paint in very light blonde paint the top of his head. So it's like that, like to show thinning hair, like the <laughs> '80s Hogan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then if you go into '90s and 2000s, then the hair's suddenly he's wearing a bandana top. all the time. Yeah. Can't come off. But, you know, those guys, they put on an entertaining enough match considering the physical condition that they're in. And um, at the end, Hulk Hogan turned babyface. He turned good. He helped Joker sting. The two of them aligned. Dixie Carter gets the company back. You know, I, I want to help him beat himself. He helped sting beat himself. Uh, no, like- sting beat him. Uh-huh. Sting beat him. Sting put him in the scorpion and beat him. Hogan mm-hmm. tapped. And then afterwards, Sting got attacked. By Immortal. And, mm-hmm. then, uh, and then Hulk Hogan saved him. Out of respect. Out of, uh, I don't... The sympathy, empathy. Well, I don't, well, I, I don't know why, and that's yeah. why I want to have Hulk Hogan and Joker Sting on the show today. And I'm going to... I want to interview them and see if I can find get out. out of the green room? I didn't see this, though. They, I, they were mortal enemies the last time I saw them. Yeah, I, they, they, they hooked up at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the match. Well, they hooked up. That was, I mean, that was implied. We don't know if that's true. If Sting said, up. help me, Hulk, help me. And then Hogan hulked up, tore his shirt off. And crowd helped, went crazy and helped yeah. Sting, and then the two of them were had their arms raised together at the end of this. All right, well, I think we just need to talk to them. I've asked Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm and, unlatching the green room door right now. So and Joker Sting to be here. They they've flown over here to Los Angeles. Here they come right now. Okay, welcome guys, Hulkster, Joker, Sting. Thanks. How's for it being going here. there, brother? Good. Good. Oh. good. Is is this thing on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stinger, that's awesome. Brother. Oh, you you got it, Hulk. God, this this whole thing you do is hilarious. I love it. Hey, I love you, man. I love everything about you. No, You're Stinger. Okay. No, I love you. <laughs> that's what I wanted to hear. Thank God, thank I you love very this much. Guy. Thank you, guys. I want to talk to you about what happened at Bound for Glory, but first, Hulkster, I want to compliment you on that look. The blue jeans with the red knee pads over the blue jeans. That's a bold choice, brother. Thanks, brother. My wife, Jennifer, helped me pick it out. What? Oh, that's your wife who looks exactly like your daughter, right? Yep. 
It gets confusing sometimes. Oh, uh, does it? I don't find I find it completely natural. It makes a lot of sense to me. Stinger, come on. The two beautiful women. <laughs> but guys, look. It's well, a, don't mean to be treading on any water. suntan though. lotion applied to them, brothers. Guys, it's surprising to hear you guys getting along so well. You've been feuding for almost a year. Suddenly, in one moment after this Bound for Glory match, you've become, I mean, you've hooked up. You've become very close again, it sounds. Is, I, is it really that surprising? I mean, yeah. is it really that surprising? I'll tell you what there, Warsecker brother. You know, what is the closest emotion that you can have when you hate somebody? What What is that? If you hate somebody so bad, what is the... Well, if, there's, know, just, if there's spokes in a wheel, and yeah. one of them is rage, and then the next spoke is that next emotion, what is what is that emotion going to okay, be? Tell I mean, us, brother. What is, tell us, Mark. What is, what is that emotion going to be? I, I what is d- that emotion? Disgust? What is that emotion? Uh, uh, no, brother. Uh, I mean, that extreme oh, emotion oh, oh, of hate. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, extreme hate? Yeah, extreme what is that? Hate, just... Opposite of extreme hate. It would essentially be the next thing on the list. Lust? Take us to the next level. Lust, yes, brother. Perfect. Lust is right. Thank you for taking us yeah. to the next level. That's, yeah. That is what I wanted to hear. And that is what you're seeing right now. Yeah. We lust each other, brother. We're lusting the hell out of each other. Wow. <laughs> guys, I, you know, when you, when you first got here earlier, I know you, you went across the street. I saw you guys walking in the park picking some flowers together. Yeah. I, I thought you were maybe picking them for your wives or your girlfriends or something. God, no. Why? No, absolutely not. Well, I did pick a couple for my daughter, brother. I, I think you mean your wife. <laughs> oh, you got me again, Stinger. Oh, brother. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Warzeka. The last couple of weeks to build up to Bound for Glory. You know, Sting's been wearing my T-shirt every week. I'm and wearing it right like, now. I'm wearing it right he's, now. Look at him. He's wearing it right now. Yeah, and I'm like, like looks man, great. that shirt looks great. Should on I tear him, it brother. off? You want me to tear this off? Hey, please tear it off. You I want, want to see, see my it. little bird chest? Huh? Yeah. You want to see my little bird chest? Uh, I'm not right. going to tear it. I'm not okay. going to tear it. Right. That's how much this shirt means to me. That is how much this shirt means to me. All right, listen, guys. I'm glad you're getting along so well. we got to move on with the show. Thanks for being here. You want to see us kiss? Yeah, you want to? Come on. You want to? Look at this. Look at look uh, what I'm doing with my I'll mouth. get a little white makeup around my mouth. Yeah, look what I'm doing with my I mouth. I mean, it's a, it's a radio show, guys, so no one's going to know that you. Brother. That was disgusting. Woo! Get out of here. Get out of here. Hulk Hogan and Joker Sting, go away. Where are Brett and Steve? Would you guys get back here? That yeah. was horrifying. That was weird. That was really terrifying. Jesus Christ, guys. Uh, well, I've got something that you could cheer you up. I know that you guys are both big Tammy Sitch fans. You're both yeah. big, big Sunny fans. This sounds like something we would make up, but it's not. This has actually happened. <laughs> you know, what? sometimes what Sunny is doing right now is uh, a thing that sometimes hot girls do. Hot girls, hot famous girls that have celebrity admirers. They go online and they go on like Amazon and they create a wish list of things that they want guys to buy for them. Oh. And Sonny did. That's interesting, especially coming from someone who should be able to afford these things. So, <laughs> Sonny did this. She she made a giant wish wish list on Amazon of 146 items. Well, it's gonna be a wish list if she doesn't get anything. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Wistful. Dumbass. <laughs> this is true. I posted the link on our Facebook. You can look at it yourself if you want. Pick out a nice gift. She put. Get her, oh, yeah. get her something. Curtain she jerks really needs. is going to make a wish list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She uh, put a little note on the Amazon that says, uh, "Birthday slash Christmas is coming. Who's going to be my Santa?" And she then's got 146 <laughs> items she wants people <laughs> to buy for her. Things like this. This is how you're going to know it's not a bit because these things are actually pretty dull. But these are the types of things she put on. Uh, a, a Canon DVD camcorder with 37x optical zoom. Whoa. $449. These Sopranos. Oh, compl- do, well, that's, put, how, that's the price or that's, that's how the much price. money she's asking for? <laughs> that's <laughs> the price. The Sopranos 
complete series gift set. $399.98. One gallon of milk. $299. Three rolls of paper towel. 20 years of youth back. Yeah. <laughs> Seventh generation lawn detergent. Laundry detergent. Lawn uh, detergent if you want to be that good for the environment. South Shore Furniture Step 1 Collection Queen Platform Bed Chocolate. $219.99. Usually ships within three to five days. Is that her note, or is that a note from the manufacturer? It just says that. uh, What about the uh, OXO Good Grips Simply Tear Standing Paper Towel Holder? Yeah. Brushed Stainless Steel, only $24.99. Well, that one, uh, Curtain Jerks could maybe get that one for. If you want to buy her something a little, we should just buy her something and see what happens. (laughs) We can get her the paper towel holder. Should we get her something that's not on the list, huh? Get her something maybe she doesn't know she needs right now? Like what, Steve? Like Arkham City? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah? How's that sound, guys? Yeah. Get her An something Xbox she really game? needs. <laughs> so anyways, if got, uh, listeners, if you want to buy uh, uh, Sunny some products, go on our Facebook, click the link, and buy her some stuff. You might want to send her an email confirmation for the items that I mentioned. I was just making those up, but I thought they'd be helpful around the house. Yeah. I thought this was interesting. Daniel Bryan tweeted, Quote, so I just dropped my phone and it fell between the crack of the jet bridge and the airplane all the way down to the cement. Then he followed up later by saying, quote, just when I thought all was lost, the captain went and retrieved it for me. Success. Daniel Bryan is so fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) You know what the worst part was? As you were describing that, I was like, how the fuck did he tweet it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. As it was dropping. (laughs) You know when people say... You know, c- celebrities shouldn't have Twitters because it makes them seem like less of celebrities. Yeah. Like it, it makes them seem smaller than they really are. I think this is a good example of that. You think so? <laughs> Definitely. I think this makes Daniel Bryan larger than life. Ordinarily, I'd be wondering, I wonder what Daniel Bryan's thinking about right now. No, and then I have to wait until he tweets something, and then I get to know what he's talking about. And he's important enough that the captain got out of the cockpit, <laughs> climbed down, and retrieved this cell phone. That's how important Daniel You Bryan know what is. that pilot said to him when he got that phone back? Huh. He's like, hey, maybe you should keep this in that briefcase you're always carrying around. Is he's still a, carrying that briefcase. Is that a joke? Right? Dumbass. Yeah. yeah, we know, Steve. Uh, no, but he's still carrying the money. Oh, yeah. thank God for a second that I thought he lost the money in the bank. And then I'd no. be like, <laughs> no, we didn't react just because that wasn't funny. <laughs> it wasn't funny. It was supposed to be helpful. That pilot oh, okay. <laughs> was telling, giving him some good advice. That man's a pilot. He has lives in his hands. You don't think the advice he's going to give is important? Guys, I can keep going all fucking day. All right? <laughs> yeah, we that guy's a we know pilot. You can. Yeah. That is really important that he has Daniel Bryan know where a good place to keep his phone is. And I think the Money in the Bank suitcase is a good place for that. Well, guys, it was the 25th anniversary of The Princess Bride. Of course, the classic oh, yeah. Princess Bride movie uh, just, just not long ago. And the cast reunited. They did a lot of television interviews. They did a photo shoot for Entertainment Weekly that got a lot of buzz. I'm people, a huge fan of this movie. Yeah, yeah, people great. still Fantastic. remember and love this movie all this time later, you know. Uh, but they told a lot of stories about Andre the Giant because obviously he's not there and they and they miss him. Told some crazy stories about him drinking in the lobby of the hotel and passing out and they couldn't get a cab to take him away because the cabbies would show up and look at him and go, we can't take this guy. You know, a drunk, seven foot five, 500 pound passed out Andre the Giant. The cabbies just be like, uh, we're leaving him there, you know. Such a big heart. Uh, uh, and that, it's funny that you would even mention that because when Steve and I heard about this Princess Bride reunion, we got out our Ouija board and we were going to give a, a 
we're gonna try to conjure up the spirit of Andre to see if right. we can ask him some stuff. And I, huh? we, what we did was I typed in all of our answers into a simple text, which is a program on the old uh, Mac Macintosh computer, mm -hmm. and then we assigned a speech voice to it, and we had Andre the Giant in there, so it's actually gonna be Andre the Giant's voice. Andre the Giant's voice. <laughs> this is a incredibly. That's my Wallace Shawn. Andre the Giant's voice. Yeah. This is an incredibly complex comedic premise you're setting up here. Steve. I don't think anything's funny about it. It was very complicated. <laughs> so anyway, we were he able to He can keep his phone and his money in the bank briefcase, guys. Yeah, we heard you. Okay? We heard you the he first time. He can also time. keep a small like uh his extra pair of trunks, sure. some pads, we maybe know. a towel. Yep, we got a, it. a sweater if it gets cold. It's a big metal briefcase. Yep. Yep. Important you realize you're side all this time. We have Andre the Giant from the afterlife and you're we're I'm sorry. Him wait, I'm sorry. Right? I'm I'm going to have to ask him a question about Daniel Bryan, his phone and that suitcase. Okay, well, let's see if we uh, <laughs> all hold hands, guys. Everybody hold hands. We'll see if we can get Andre. Andre? No. I think we got him. Molar Ram? Andre. Andre, this is Brett and Steve from Curtain Jerks. Pirate Robert is coming for your soul. Yes, yes, it's the 25th anniversary of the Princess Bride. Are you Fezzik? What? Fezzik. That was his character. Oh right, yeah, Fezzik the Giant. You recently, the whole cast got together, and you were you were sorely missed. Uh, no longer being alive. Uh, if there was anything that you could have said to that cast at the reunion. Yeah, any specific uh, would actors you, you would have said? WWF, EWWF champion. It's kind for your soul, Billy Crystal. Oh, Billy Crystal deserves Billy it. Not Crystal. funny. Not a funny guy. So in the 15 seconds that you were the WWF champion, you would have went after Billy Crystal? Billy Crystal and another woman. Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. Uh, yeah. Amazing star of Broadway and uh, also Chicago Hope the for a short overrated. time. Overrated. <laughs> he, he is an overrated actor. Overrated. Out of honor for this, you know, because it, he played Indigo Montoya. Uh, could you... I heard you audition for that part first for the Indigo Montoya role. Ah, my name is Indigo Montoya. <laughs> you kill my father. Power, powerful, just powerful. Prepare <laughs> to die. I don't even think he would have to be a. He wouldn't have to be a master swordsman. He would just kill people. I say that. Do you have any uh, choice words for Wallace Shawn? I understand he's a. Uh, he's another veteran actor of sure, screen sure. and stage. Uh, would do you wish that you had been in that movie, My yeah. Dinner with Andre? Yeah, I am Andre. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And he made a movie called Andre. My Dinner with Andre, and you were not a part of it. Uh, out shit in his bed. <laughs> I'm gonna shit in his bathtub. <laughs> Careful if he and make sure he's not in it because he would probably die. I'm gonna shit on this WWE champion shit. Andre, one of the stories that they were sharing at the reunion was about you getting drunk in the hotel lobby and cabs not being able to pick you up. Yeah. Is there anything you wanna 
Just at just at the dread pirate Robert is coming for your soul. Yeah. It sounds like Andre just took a break to sip out of his cola. The Ouija board can't hold on to it forever. Oh, good. At the WrestleMania Pontiac Silver Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Andre, you. I, Andre, I hate to break I this to you. I know you've, you've been dead probably the whole time, but uh, Hogan is part of a different wrestling organization now, TNA or Impact Wrestling. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Andre, yes. They have an incredible knockout division, and they're very talented. Uh, and him and Sting just wrestled each other just yeah. yesterday. Uh, uh, oh, tits and ass and Sting. A lot of things were hanging out Fields on that match. Fields of gold. Close, bound That's for a, glory. <laughs> no, I think he means Sting Field. <laughs> Fields of Gold. Fields of Gold. <laughs> the the, uh, the guy from the police. <laughs> oh, the, from the police. Um, All right, Andre's getting off track here, so wow. we'll let you go back to the afterlife, and we hope to talk to you On again the soon. the afterlife, I am the WWE champion. Yes, you are. Yes, you are, In Mr. our hearts, Thank too. You. Oh, guys. Uh, can you, was tremendous. Yeah, it was great. That can was you tremendous. please let go of my hand, Mark? That's a curtain jerk success. I mean, I was excited about Eric Watts coming on, and I talked yeah. about that a lot at the beginning of the show. I think we undersold Hulk Hogan, Joker Sting, yeah. and Andre the Giant. Yeah, those were pretty yeah, – yeah. I'm sorry. should have mentioned those. I, I had a feeling they were going to be pretty – Mark, let go of my hand. The seance <laughs> is over. <laughs> well, we've got the actual real Eric Watts coming up on the show. Sometimes we just uh, – have some fake guests, but sometimes we have some real guests. But can you tell the difference? <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> it's very hard to Brett, decipher. I'm looking at you. Can you tell the difference? I di- did not. Okay. I, that I'm wasn't, to, the, that wasn't to our listeners because I have a lot of faith in them, but I was just one Steve is so method. If he even tries to do Joker Sting, he has to completely paint his face first. <laughs> yeah. The problem is I, I'm terrible with any sort of face paint, so it always comes Don't out. Worry, it's Peter too. Chris. Yeah, it always yeah. comes out Peter Chris. And Brett was uh, saying his prayer nurses and taking his vitamins all day long just to get ready to do that Hulk Hogan. <laughs> uh, but we've got an interview with the real Eric Watts talking about Tough Enough. I think it's a very interesting interview. He talks about some of what went on behind the scenes at Tough Enough, mm. some some advice that Stone Cold Steve Austin gave him that he has not talked about elsewhere. Yeah. So um, this was recorded live at the NWA Hollywood show here this in Los Angeles, uh, California. Minutes, minutes after, yeah, after he, was he still just did an amazing match. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he had just wrestled, still sweating, still just out of the ring, and came over and talked to us, and we appreciate it. So um, here is Eric, our interview with Eric Watts. And we're here at NWA Hollywood with a very special guest. Introduce yourself, sir. So, guys, this is Eric Watts from WWE Tough Enough here at NWA Hollywood. Uh, just had a great match with uh, Colt Cabana. That guy is amazing. Uh, glad to be here. And most of our listeners are going to know you from uh, from Tough Enough, as you mentioned. Tell us what it was like on that season of Tough Enough hosted by Stone Cold. Hey, man, just, okay, the casting call came out for that around November of last year. And I was like, yeah, right, I'm sure they already had the cast chosen and whatever. But I figured, why not send them in a DVD and application? So I did. And, you know, I got a series of phone interviews. And I was like, all right, this is cool. They called me back, whatever. I thought nothing of it. 
next thing I know, I, I get invited to the to the callbacks uh, that that were here near LAX, and there's about 30 people there total. And uh, we, we had our big interviews, and next thing I know, I got called to be on the show. As a matter of fact, uh, I got the phone call while I was at an NWA Hollywood show. So um, I found out as I was about to go out for my match. So, you know, you can imagine my mind was all over the place for that. But, yeah, man, it was wild. When, you, when the show aired, it had already been, all been taped, and when they cut it together and aired it, how did you feel like it came off on television? How did you feel like you came off on television? Was it a, a fair depiction of what really happened? Well, I definitely understand that it's a television show first, uh, before anything else. Um, and I know that they have, have, they want to have stories that they want to tell. Um, so I happen to be that story of the out of shape guy. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, um, everything that happened, you know, they, that actually happened. It wasn't edited to look a certain way. That happened. Whatever, whatever you saw. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I'm not going to sit up here and lie and say that it didn't. Um, but, uh, I definitely wish that they would have shown more of my good stuff. Um, because I lasted half, over halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, you know, they didn't really justify it based off what they showed on television. Like, I had a lot of good stuff. And in fact, the, the thing that carried me through was my in-ring work, my actual wrestling. Um, that carried me through the, you know, six weeks of the season. Um, but of course, they, they didn't show much of that. They just showed me, you know, walking up a hill or, or, or you know, getting tired in the ropes in the, you know, second day of training. So, um, I think the only thing I regret is that they didn't show more of that. But other than that, man, they showed an accurate, you know, present- representation of everybody that was there. Like, Luke was really a, a jackass. Uh, <laughs> Skin Marks was really like that. Uh, you know, everybody was who they were. So, you know, I think it's pretty accurate. Well, those of our fans that are lucky enough to check out NWAHollywood.com and see you uh, doing professional wrestling now, I think they would be uh, blown away by how awesome you are in the ring. You had uh, a great match with uh, with Adam Pierce that just aired on the last NWA Hollywood mm-hmm. show. Awesome match. We don't want to give away too much about what's happening in the unaired episodes, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're just moving fantastically in the ring. And Steve and I uh, had noticed a little bit earlier tonight that uh, because of your size, Eric's a really big guy, and your hair is uh, a little bit higher than your normal frame it looks like you take you take a bump on like literally on your head every time you take a move i get worried you won't get up afterwards uh yeah is that uh how is that going i do some of these guys have a little trouble uh moving your frame around uh i like to think that i'm pretty like light in the ring um Mm -hmm. i i come from a football background so i'm used to being you know active and moving around and being athletic and stuff like that um but yeah, man, the the fro's great. It's it's it's, it's extra padding. Like tonight, uh, <laughs> no, man, like freaking uh, Pierce gave me that power driver right on my head, and it wasn't for the fro. Who knows if I'd be here right now? But yeah, so, yeah. So now the fro's great, man. It gives me actually like two feet of height. So I'm like eight twelve with this with this fro. And, and yeah, you know, it so it's great. It comes across perfect because it looks like every move is killing you oh, all man, the time, good, which man. is fantastic. That's, that's, that's awesome. The, uh, I want to ask you one last question, Eric, because I know you, you're just off your match. You're still in your wrestling gear. We got to let you go change and stuff. But you you met a lot of WWE stars, The Rock, Rey Mysterio, Stone Cold on the show, and certainly a lot of those stars seem to really see a lot of potential in you. Was there anything, any advice or tips they gave you that we didn't see on the show that you're able to to share with us? Uh, yeah, sure. There's some, some inside information here. Uh, lots of stuff wasn't captured on camera, and uh, Steve and I, like, the, the ring was, like, in, like, this stable, horse stable thing, uh-huh. and the bathroom was, like, near, like, a bunch of stables down the hall where, like, when, when people got cut from the show, they walked down that hall, you know? Okay, okay. That was, that was lined with horse stables. So, uh, and that's where the bathroom is. So, uh, Steve and I crossed paths coming out of the bathroom, and... And I was like, it was a day when I was having a really hard time. I was like, God, what's, what's happening? Why am I not picking this up? You know, like I know I can do. And he was basically like, look, man, I was the most technical guy. You know, I couldn't do an elbow drop. I couldn't do this. Couldn't do that. 
But as long as you bring, you know, bring, be aggressive and have confidence in yourself, then you'll come off for, come off like that. I mean, look at you know guys like The Rock. You know, The Rock's amazing, but he, he doesn't do that much in the ring. You know, Steve Austin didn't mm-hmm. do that much in the ring. He's amazing. You know, guys like Cena, he's amazing. He doesn't do that much in the ring. So um, he's like, you know, just just be confident in what you do and just get your cardio up. That was the number one thing. Like Big Show yeah. said that, and Morrison said that, and all the guys. That was the number one. Like the only thing holding you back right now is your cardio. And I tell everybody, like, look, man, if I made it that far, you know, in crap condition, imagine if I was in shape, how far I would have gone. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can't go back and change it, you know, but I tell people that, like, you know, I'm not terrible in the ring. I'm just not, you know, I'm not, I can't do backflips and I can't, you know, mm-hmm. go for an hour, but I, I can put on a decent match. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. match. Man, you've been doing great work in NWA Hollywood. We enjoy you and best of luck in the future. Thanks, guys. Take I appreciate care. that. All right. back here at the Comedy Podcast Network headquarters. We hope you enjoyed that interview with Eric Watts and this episode of Curtain Jerks. You can check us out on Facebook.com slash Curtain Jerks, Twitter.com slash Curtain Jerks, YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks, and please go to iTunes, subscribe to the show, rate and review. Thanks to everyone here at the Comedy Podcast Network, especially Meredith Spivey, our sound engineer today, and uh, Phil Ranta, the president of the Comedy Podcast Network. For Curtain Jerks, I'm Mark Porzeka. I'm Steve Sears. <laughs> I'm breaking out. Join us next time. Bye bye. For more funny stuff for your eyes and ears, go to comedypodcastnetwork.com. Thank you.